Welcome to Nude Radio with your host, Kenny Eflin. And I wanted to check in on you guys. And I know I've been getting a lot of support and a lot of um, just people that are close to me, just like checking in on me and everything like that. And I've just been really grateful for it ever since I and uh, or me and a guy, we are on a break or a breakup situation (laughs) still a little uh foggy on that (laughs) on exactly uh what we're calling it because you know i had never got like any type of clarification on what exactly it was and you know was done through text so not even through facetime so there's that, but yeah, um, <laughs> I wanted to just discuss what are the five stages of breaking up and not just the five stages of breaking up, but just like the, uh, the feelings that you go through when you're fresh out of a breakup, right? So today, I'll talk about the five stages of grieving your relationship. So bear with me and uh, (laughs) we are going to get into it. So I'll start off with, um, you know, just the fact that uh, in breaking up, it can be one sided. It can be mutually uh, agreed on. And it's important that both parties take full responsibility and accountability for the unfulfilled needs of each other or even for themselves. So I want to go into that first before I get into the, the you know, five stages of grief. But in just realizing everything and how it goes, uh, this is something that generally is not a overnight decision. This tends to be something that is thought of and, you know, um, discussed within the relationship a particular amount of times. Um, I mean, it varies. And I think that it's just, it's enough space for both parties to actually be able to really reevaluate and to see exactly um, how they show up in the world, but also how they show up in the relationship going forward. If there's going to be another, you know, reactivation of the relationship, which tends to be what are breaks, you know, breaks are meant to be temporary. They're meant for both parties to um, come to an agreement. You know, again, it could be a mutual understanding that a break was needed or it can be one sided. And it's for the other person to, I mean, accept that. I mean, you know, and it's important for 
both people to really just reevaluate their lives, their responsibilities, their feelings, and their feelings for the person that they're with, and to see exactly if this is something that they want to revisit at a better time when they feel more mentally stable and grounded or are more physically grounded. I mean, the list can go on. And obviously, with breaks, they are, um, again, they're just time, just some space to really figure out everything, everything, right? And it's just, you know, it's, it's, it's not easy. It's not easy at all, you know, because you go from communicating with this person that you've been connecting with and growing with and for however long, and it goes into the space of nothing, you know, where you guys have no contact and all that stuff. And you're just getting your mind right around everything that's going on and with yourself, most importantly, but it gives you space to also, you know, see about where you messed up in the relationship and then also how you can improve in the relationship if this break is in fact temporary and if your value for yourself and also if your value for your partner is there. So those are definitely uh, things to consider when you are on a break. Um, I think it's important to have a conversation around the timeline um, of how long this break is going to last. Uh, there needs to be ideally a set of rules because a break is you're, usually you're not single, but you're not in a relationship. It's weird. It's very gray. So, you know, for me, I just had hope that I would have, you know, at least been able to really get more clarification on um, what, like, what are the parameters of the break? Because when I first brought it up, you know, I gave a particular amount of time. And of course, I did it face to face. Well, through FaceTime at least, but that's face to face. That sort of counts. But, um, you know, just in case, you know, it was something I thought about and it was for the best. Um, and at the time, you know, he didn't bring it up or whatever. It was something I, I felt that that was for the best for him, most importantly, but for us uh, at the end of the day. And yeah, you know, I collected my thoughts. I knew exactly what I needed to say. And if there are any answers, you know, I could answer those um, about, you know, any type of questions he may have had or anything like that. So it's just it goes into really just how much I valued him as a person just to give him like that type of uh, space to actually be able to, you know, uh, respond. I think that's very important. And um, I'm not the type of person to run away from 
um, any type of conflict, if there ever will be. And in this case, there wasn't any type of conflict, you know, but, you know, once uh, we both came to the decision that, you know, yeah, okay, the break is here, then, you know, a lot of times through text, you can just cut the person off. But through that time, it's usually meant to avoid any type of backlash and possibly to create space where you can plan out what you want to say uh, without coming off disorganized and, you know, feeling as if your mind is racing and going crazy and stuff like that. And it does give you a chance to actually write down exactly what you want to say. But it's just, you know, we hope that the person that we were with for however long uh, that we valued uh, would, you know, value us enough to be able to give us some type of clear communication on why and what is going on, just so we can get all of the answers uh, to our questions stated right then and there, and then we can go along with the process of healing, you know, and that there, you wouldn't feel that there's any stone left unturned. But a lot of times when people do have to break up through text, it's, it's just the fact that, you know, we can't, we can't police what's going on in another adult's mind because if they're not letting us in on it could be a myriad of things right uh of i mean it can be so many different things that are going on in this person's uh, head at that time and it's understandable that if um they could do it in a respectful way and just say exactly what they mean. Uh, maybe instead of having it be left open-ended so that there isn't any question and for the recipient, you know, to be able to say like, okay, well this, you know, this is it. Okay. Um, any questions that I did have, you know, they answered it within that paragraph of a text. So. It gives us space to really just, again, to try to show up a little bit. But I mean, it's understandable uh, when that happens because people may not be able to channel all of their emotions or to really wrangle in all of their emotions. And then they may also be afraid um, and would avoid any type of emotions from the recipient. So that's usually the main reasons when people would tend to break up through text. I mean, granted, it's better than just being ghosted, right? So, you know, uh, those are things to consider. Those are definitely things to consider. And um, just to give space to understanding that there is or could be so much going on in his world, right? 
so much going on in his head. Um, and just understanding that, you know, coming to the conclusion of what I may have brought up as an idea that this is what's best for him, for us. And ideally, you know, to be in a better space in the future um, where we can actually thrive and looking into it and stuff and having some time to really reflect and really just look at everything, you know, I would rather have him in a better space where he is um, in his discovery mode and he's excited. Um, I feel like I got the best version of him when he was in that mood, when he was excited about something, you know, when he was away and able to just be, I guess, when he was able to to travel and stuff. And I think that's what we both are. Like we both love to travel. So I feel like I got the best versions of him, uh, the most exciting versions because he was the most excited during those times. You know, uh, it definitely makes sense, like looking back on it. And I feel that, you know, it would be even more um, beneficial for both of us to actually be a part of each other's lives during a phase where he's discovering this new world and everything around him and just all the new things is coming his way. So those are things I've just been thinking about and um, just reflecting on because, yeah, I mean, you can't, that's the thing, you can't really get or expect too much when a person isn't where they feel that they need to be. And that's why I said uh, before in one of the previous episodes that no one wants to start a relationship on uneven grounds. No one wants to do that. Like, I get that we can't really control when we meet each other sometimes and the whirlwind of chemistry and emotions and everything. And in our case, I feel like, you know, it would be most beneficial for us to pick back up in the future um, where he's able to be excited. You know, um, he's having fun discovering new things. And uh, that could actually that could that could be a benefit. I could totally see that. I could totally see it. But then again, you know, everything is a promise. You know, um, that life can become intoxicating and the relationship uh, would be maybe put on the back burner. There's so many different ways that this can go. So you have to really know yourself and get to really take this time to prioritize yourself in a way where you're ready for any type of outcome, whether they're favorable or less than favorable. So those are things to remember. But yeah, it's it's an interesting journey to be on. Um, And what I don't want is 
ideally, you know, I would not want to be weird about this. I would not want to feel as if we're, you know, avoiding each other or anything like that. Um, I get that, you know, certain things may be trigger points um, for myself or for him or just both of us collectively. And just knowing how to actually navigate that and um, learning how to just get our feelings um, as much as, as in order as possible, because, I mean, they're never going to be how we would prefer for them to be, how we would really, really prefer for them to be. I mean, because emotions are crazy. They're crazy. So, yeah, it's just uh, those are things I've thought about for sure. And, yeah, you know, ideally, I would totally want this to work. And I would totally want to be a part of this new phase in life. Um, Just because I know I would get the best versions of him. I already know because I got a taste of it at the beginning of the the whole dating phase, you know, and any time that, you know, we took trips and stuff like that, I got the best of them. It's like and then even after the trip is well, maybe after a trip, uh it's more so like of the the missing each other type things, but again, when you go back to your life, you know, and it's just like, it kind of can become depressing, I guess. So maybe not so much of like that trip high. Um, I think those only work like in when I would go to like work events and stuff like that, like national conferences, you get like a, a, a trip high, um, afterwards, it kind of like re reignites like the flame, you know, but, uh, I think it's more so the time it's the high going into the trip i would say that i think it's the high when you're going into the trip because you're anticipating taking that break um from your regular life and spending the time with the person you want to spend that time with so i feel like i got the best versions of him when he was happy like generally happy you know so those are things to think about and uh yeah you know ideally Again, who knows what this is going to look like? Um, I, like I said, I had hoped that he would give a little bit more of an answer um, where we could have a full, complete understanding and be on the same page about um, how to go with this and what this would look like for him. I would want to hear from his from his mouth, you know. Um, I don't want to assume, I don't want to come up with a story and have him agree with it. I would prefer to hear his thoughts, what he actually wants, and then to give me his perspective. And then I could say, okay, I agree. Let's do that. Or I can very well, very much, you know, disagree. And we can go about that however we go about it so those are things that uh we think about but like i say we have to also just just remain considerate um i understand that you may want to 
have the consideration reciprocated, but you know, let me be the first one to tell you that's not always the outcome. And does it suck? Yes. But also just think about what could be going on with the person. You know, we know what's going on in our lives, but we're dealing with another adult with their own uh, traumas, their own um, mental um, letdowns and disappointments and their own dreams. And I mean, stressors from work, from, you know, money, from family, from I mean, from life in general, there's so many different factors that go into it. So just trying to be mindful of the other person. And I understand that you may want um, a sort of clarification and a clear understanding of what is going on and how to approach it. But just also understanding that, you know, there will be a time where y'all may be able to talk about it in the future, you know, and, um, I guess discuss what you would had wanted to discuss at the time, but maybe you wouldn't want to open up that Pandora's box, you know, depending on what caused the breakup or the break that is, um, you may need to heal from the person and the relationship in general, you know, a lot of breaks or breakups can be from toxic situations, very problematic relationships. You know, in this case with me, this was not a toxic situation. Um, it was simply the fact that, you know, we would both want each other at a better time where we could feel more at ease uh, with our future and what our life is going to look like. So, uh that's why I say, you know, I've never, I've never broken up on good terms before. <laughs> so I really don't know how to really navigate through this and stuff and what that really looks like and what that communication looks like, you know, and just like, I guess, general check-ins or something, you know, um, those are things to consider as well. So that's why I'm taking this time to myself as he's taking time to himself. And, uh, Again, I'm just looking at how I can improve myself for me. I would hope he's doing the same for himself. And I'm also looking at how and where I made my mistakes and owning up to my mistakes that may have led to this, right? Or may have led to uh, added stress, you know? Um, and that's just me taking part of mine. Uh, but that's why I say we have to really look and see exactly just how we can, how we could have bettered or how we can better the relationship if it is revisited in the future. Because I know there's going to be schedule changes and understanding that and respecting that, um, respecting uh, space and setting particular boundaries. You know, um, while all still being able to get that fulfillment uh, through uh, interaction, through FaceTime, through um, visits and stuff like that, because I know for me, I would be open to only if he is, I would be open to um, 
traveling wherever you know like that's that's not an issue for me but um yeah you know he has to want it he has to be able to see it i can but i'm not him so i can't step into his brain so that's another thing that we have to also consider is we cannot control other people <laughs> we can only control ourselves and even that like i mean shit i mean look we can't even control our own heartbeat you know we can't control our breathing we can stop when we breathe but I, I, look eventually we gotta get back up for air so we can control ourselves and even that is sometimes questionable so let me get into the five stages of gre- uh, grieving that is a uh a relationship ending right so first one we have is denial so usually when you're in a denial phase that's when you know our hearts and our heads are all just they're not aligned uh our belief systems and how we try to you know figure this out you know and and uh to rationalize um the person that we're losing right we're trying to figure it out. We we may not believe it. We may be like, oh, no, this can't be happening. No, they don't want to break up with me. No, no. What happened? No, nothing. No, I can't believe this, you know. And it's usually against uh, the better judgment of us and everyone around us, right? And we can't help, um, I guess... Those are like the times where you fantasize about certain things. You can't really figure it out, you know, and try to figure out like, okay, how can we do this? Okay, well, I still don't believe this is happening. And maybe this, maybe that is it's denial. It's denial. Um, this phase is usually um, <laughs> what will lead to those you know drunk texts <laughs> uh we know those right <laughs> and a lot of times you know those drunk texts are emotionally fueled you know and again you're in denial you are denying the fact of the reality that this relationship has come to an end and that alcohol gave you some liquid some liquid courage and you just are like on 10. So I'm sure we've all been there. I've never been there before, but uh, like I say, in my past relationships, when I had to end them, um, I best do well because of, again, my past relationships were due to toxic things coming up you know, or it becoming toxic. So I'm the type uh, with that, you know, toxic ending. That is, I have always been the type to just delete everything. I mean, every picture, every text thread, every DM thread, uh, remove, like remove from uh, all social media. Like, I don't want to be reminded. It's all triggering. I need to heal from everything about that person. Um, but again, that was because the breakup led to 
or was caused by, I would say that was caused by problematic, toxic reasons. Um, again, my particular situation, uh, currently, this is a non-toxic situation. So again, just learning how to really navigate through that is still something that I'm figuring out. So the second uh, phase is anger. So as we know, uh, our anger can manifest in so many different ways. You know, you feel mad about just the fact you could, you think back to like, you know, after all we've been through, why could you, how could you, to me, really, you know, um, I mean, you're mad. You're again, emotionally fueled and you just can't help but lash out. And that could be towards the person, uh, personally, or that could be about the person and that could be about, you know, many reasons. Again, relationships end for many different reasons. And obviously it's, it's understandable if it's from lying, cheating, you know, uh, the lack of trust, you know, it's, it's a lot that goes into it. So that anger for that partner, um, can be very small or it can be very big or it won't exist. If y'all happen to go about your separate ways, uh, on a good term and a good understanding, then you may not have anger towards that person. Sure. You may uh, mourn or miss the relationship and stuff like that. But as far as anger, um, it just, it, it really, it differs. It really differs. It can go from being zero to being 100. So those are things to think about, uh, in the second phase of the breaking up is, uh, anger. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Number three, bargaining. Now, this one is uh, something that we I feel like with bargaining being number three, I feel like it kind of goes hand in hand with the first phase of denial, because with bargaining, it often goes uh, into this fact, right? When the breakup is initiated and the person who's doing the breaking up, they say exactly when uh, the problem started, what can I mean, what contributed to the uh, breakup, you know, and the conclusion that there is a breakup happening. Right. Bargaining is usually when, you know, you're in a place where you, again, are in denial. And for that reason, you're trying to figure out ways to make this work while the breakup is happening. So you're asking uh, your ex, like, well, what can I do? Tell me what I can do to make things better. Like, I just want to make things better. What can I do? I'm so sorry. I won't do that again. You know, I'm going to be better for you. I'm going to be better for myself. I mean, it goes hand in hand with that, you know, and you have to think about uh, your dignity. <laughs> You have to think about your dignity at that stage because 
during the stage, you know, you may, it's, <laughs> you may think of some crazy shit. <laughs> I'm just going to say, uh, and that's usually, that's usually when your friends need to come and intervene and uh, talk some sense into you because you're probably trying to figure out all these different ways to make it work. Um, again, what can what contributed to the relationship ending varies. So that's why I say it's just it, it gets it gets a little wild. So I always say, you know, um, own your feelings, own your emotions, live in those emotions. Don't run away. Um, don't coward. Do not be a coward. Um, but also give yourself grace that you were capable of loving and at some point being loved and protect your your own dignity by trying to come to an acceptance that this is happening and obviously this is easier said than done <laughs> i'm going through the phase where you just have to trust the process and be patient because we don't know exactly what the outcome is going to be. We have no clue. A lot of times with breaks and sometimes even with breakups, over 50%, I mean, the statistics, over 50% of couples get back together after a break or a breakup. You know, again, breaks are supposed to be temporary. Um, both partners should understand that, you know, there are certain rules within this break. Uh, they have a timeline or a good enough idea of how much time needs to be uh, taken for both parties or the one person to get some type of power back over their own self and emotions or both to really just, again, to reevaluate what they can do and how they can show up better for the relationship where both people get exactly what is needed. And then you come back together. Whereas with breakups, you know, they're permanent, but also they come back together as well. So just remember that, you know, and just hold tight, trust the process as much as it hurts, as much as you miss the person, try to be patient and let them figure their life out and you figure yours out. But this is usually time where you figure out if it's even worth getting back together. If that person is the person for you, you know, so this is time for you to think not just for them, but it's time for you to really just get into yourself and really think about everything. Right. So protect your dignity. Um, don't, don't send like mass texts. Don't, you know, calling a person back to back to back to back. Um, that's just going to push them away and make you look crazy. <laughs> um, but of course, some people like crazy uh, unconsciously. Some people like crazy. OK, we know them people do. Uh, number four, the number four is depression. So depression, like anger, um, usually surfaces in many different ways and you feel 
fatigued, you feel tired, you feel just out of it all the time. You're not really wanting to do much. You are wanting just to lay in your bed, curl up on the couch with your covers, your onesie, whatever, you know, and just cry. You feel that you need to disconnect from everybody and everything, you know, and you're 10 times, you know, you're on the verge of tears. You are having a problem sleeping or you could be oversleeping. Uh, what else happens? You don't eat. <laughs> Let's not forget that that loss of appetite. You don't eat anything. You just don't have an appetite at all. Um, a lot of times through depression, we may go into a feeling of hopelessness. We may go into some type of coping mechanism. You know, um, people would uh, get into some very toxic things like, you know, trying to get validated through new sexual partners, trying to find someone new to fill that void that happens. Understandable. Where you need to feel love bombed um, to fill that void that's missing in you. And those are like when we get rebounds, right? When those persons are rebounds, uh, there are times where you would pick up you know, drugs or alcohol. I mean, again, coping mechanisms that people take to feel detached from the feeling of depression. And it's tough. Oh, God. I don't think, have I ever been, I'm trying to think like if I've ever felt this way before. Hmm. I will say a loss of appetite. I can say that. Um, trouble sleeping. I can say that. Mm, that's really it. Um, I have a trusted source of very close friends that I call my counsel. And then also, I spend a lot of time with myself where I'm able to speak out loud and really just figure out new strategies on how to approach my new life, you know, my new normal. So I do well with vocalizing what's going on in my mind and how I can make myself better and how I can make myself feel better. Um, but a loss of appetite is definitely, definitely a thing. I have definitely experienced that for sure. Uh, and like I say, trouble sleeping. Yeah, because your mind is racing. You're you're uneasy. Again, you. Have been become attached to a person and now that attachment has been temporarily or permanently slash temporary, you know, or maybe actually permanently uh, broken. So think about that. Number five, the fifth phase of grieving is acceptance. So, <sighs> acceptance. This is when you have made peace with the detachment, the end of the relationship, the loss. It doesn't always come quickly 
This can take weeks. I mean, some people can take days, weeks, or months. I think some people years. I'm going to pray for (laughs) y'all. But because, again, every breakup is different and the reasons behind it is different. So we can't really judge how much time is needed to come to this phase of acceptance. You know, but it needs to happen. It has to happen. (laughs) But it doesn't always uh, come with the thought of just like rainbows and peace. And no, it also has to do with having like that lingering feeling of sadness, you know. And acceptance is just like I say, it's making peace. With the fact that this is no longer going on, you know, you're letting go of the relationship and you are moving forward within your life. So it's just like, I get it. (laughs) Wherever you are, if you're at the first phase of denial, if you're at the third phase of bargaining, because I feel like those two just run neck and neck. It may feel like it's never going to come, but believe me, with time, time really does heal. And with time, I just, I really, I say this to myself, I say this to him, I say this to all of you listening to Nude Radio, Um, just take time to really, again, to reevaluate yourself, your values, your priorities reevaluate what you could have done to make the relationship less stressful, what you could have done to make the relationship better, what you can do in the future, whether it's with the same person or with someone similar, if it's with a new person, what you can do to show up better for that relationship. You know, we have to really focus on ourselves and I get it that it may be, it may be hard. It may be confusing. We may want answers that we may not get. Believe me, I fucking know because I would love to have just two questions answered. Just two. But maybe I'll get them. Maybe I won't. I would hope that um, there's enough respect there when all the dust settles and all of the stressors that may be in his life has kind of come to a standstill. He has, you know, learned how to navigate through the other reasons that could contribute to the break or breakup. And that we can actually have an adult conversation and it doesn't have to be long at all. It doesn't have to be long at all. You know, just come to a mutual understanding uh, because at that point, that's when we can at least respect each other. I would actually be able to respect him in that way where we can actually just sit down, have an adult conversation and move forward. You know, rather we keep in contact until, you know, on and off at least, uh, keep in contact uh, 
um, until he feels that he's at that place where he's able to and wants to pick this up and we can slowly transition back into it. Um, but again, we don't know exactly where our lives are going to be. He doesn't. I, I mean, I don't know where I'll be in a few months. I don't know where I'll be in a few weeks. We don't know. We don't know. Nothing's promised. So as long as we're both open and available and willing to make this work, then that's what counts. But sometimes it's not how the cookie crumbles. And that comes with acceptance. So I don't know. For me, it's it's an emotional roller coaster. Um, I know that I, I do miss him. I do value him and I respect him enough. You know, I do, but yeah, it's just, it's an interesting phase to be in you guys. So wherever you are, just know that I am sending you love and light. I am hugging you from a distance. And if you have to revisit this episode to get more clarification on what you're feeling at this phase of your life, by all means, obviously, you can uh, hit me up on Instagram. And Twitter under the same handle that is at nude radio one zero one. And if you want to reach out to me personally, feel free to reach out to me on Instagram at Kenny Heflin. And just take this time just to breathe, (laughs) breathe, whatever crazy or not so much crazy, but whatever. Whatever feelings that you're feeling, feel them. Don't fight them. Don't try to bottle them up and put them in a shell because they are going to come out very fast uh, when you least expect it. And we don't want that. So feel what you're feeling now. Get with your good friends, your what I call like a counsel. Get with your counsel, you know, go to your family. You know, Um, there's tons of YouTube videos. (laughs) There's tons of YouTube videos uh, to help you process your breakup. Uh, And then, of course, most importantly, subscribe to Nude Radio, streaming on all platforms, wherever you can find a podcast. Subscribe. Tell your friends about us uh, here over over here. You know, tell them about me. Make sure to follow me and uh, like I say, if there's anything, uh, send your questions over on Instagram or Twitter, and I would love to hear uh, where you are in the process. How are you finding um, this space to love on yourself a little bit more? I want to know. And also, I mean, if if it's not too vulnerable, if it's not too raw, if you feel safe, um, what led to the breakup? Is it a break? Is it a breakup? Do you feel that it can come back? Go ahead and let me know. So I love you all for loving me. And uh, 
yeah, just breathe. And again, trust the process. Please and thank you. And I say that to myself. Bye.